Yo, yo, what's going on? This is DJ Brainstorm on the mic with you right now, coming to you live and direct with episode number 116 of the Drunk Mind Sober Thoughts podcast. Want to thank y'all as we do every single Sunday for tuning in every single week with us. What's up to everybody that's starting to tune in on this Facebook Live and that shit that you hear in the background is none other than Playboy James. fucking electronics just don't get along. It's, it's none but other he than Playboy James. Screen and somehow <laughs> tapping the screen over and over again was going to turn the volume. <laughs> Every single week is always something, man. What's oh, up to everybody? Um, the people are already tuned in early. That's saying what's up to us, Cal. What's up? Uh, Toya, what's going on? She yeah, said, Go. She Toya. said, Go Browns. What's going on, everybody that's tuning in right now? Welcome to episode 116 of the Drug My Sober Thoughts podcast. If you are tuned in right now, thank you for rocking with us this week. If you are tuned in on SoundCloud or the Apple Podcast app or tune or tune in or the Stitcher app, however, wherever you get your podcast and you listen to us, we thank y'all for tuning in this week. Playboy, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. Shout out to Calvin in the feed, too, bro. What's good with you, man? Uh, Playboy the DJ, man. Playboy DA DJ. Uh, same old shit, man. You know, everything cool, man. Just a regular week and ready to get it popping as usual, man. Let's go. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Now, the sick motherfucker this man, week. Golly, man. <laughs> Last week it was Playboy. This week it's Dev, man. What's going on? I'm, you know, I'm feeling all right, man. I'm just trying to, you know. Spread love in the world for like, yeah, not feeling real good. Man. You ain't got no energy. Playbooy, <laughs> some. Playboy th- turned on the bone thuds a little bit ago because <laughs> yeah. outside of Toya that's in the feed right now, you are the biggest bone thuds <laughs> fan bone I really thugs. know. Love bone thuds. Yeah, man. so he had to turn that on and try to get you amped up for the show and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I know you said you had a temperature. Yeah, man, I had a little temperature yesterday, man. It was at uh, 100.8, which ain't bad. Yeah. But, you know, it is... Uh, it's not great. It's not. It's not great. It's not right. You know. Not it's not. It's not, it's not where you supposed to be at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. But so, uh, but no, I'm feeling good, man. I checked it today, ninety eight point eight before I left out. But that okay. I had already taken some Tylenol or whatever to knock the fever down. So, but uh, you know, I used to kind of got that weird feeling. Yeah. Take you know a while to get back to yeah, normal. Yeah. Right. So, but um, feeling good though, man. Honestly, all okay. things considered, way better than yesterday and Friday night. So. Mm-hmm. Well. I will start. Well, I'll start this with this. You were at the stadium on Friday, real quick. On Thursday. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, Thursday night, real quick. Let's <laughs> let's just ask you how that was being in the stadium since our football team it was won a game since for the first time since 635 days. Yes, yeah. Um, let me just say this, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I think it might have been because of Tyrod. It was a weird feeling initially. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was sitting next to a couple of people, and we just kept saying like, "It don't feel right." It just didn't feel. Right, you know what yeah. I'm saying. And we got down fourteen nothing, and I'm like, ah. I told you, I, I was, I was, I had some fire takes, boy. I'm telling you, data came in here off that loss on Thursday. Yeah, it, it wasn't gonna be, it wasn't gonna be pretty here. Today. And you know, out of all that, this is what this is what I took from it. <laughs> See, yeah. nothing to do with football. The militant black folks are salty, especially the ones from Cleveland. Yeah, 
I love the fact that Tyrod Taylor is a black let's quarterback. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I love the fact that he, let's but talk about just it. because he's a black quarterback and Baker Mayfield Swoop, is a little cocky white dude, don't mean I don't hate him because he's a white quarterback. Let's he's talk about a good that. Quarterback. I wonder if that's an issue in so many of these other cities where I hear that argument a lot of times, but I hear it so much here. Maybe I just pay it more attention because we're yeah. here. Uh-huh. But they've always said we never give the black quarterback a chance, whatever. Sometimes you're just not yeah, motherfucking good, good enough. enough. He was <laughs> four for 14 with 19 yards and Bruh, four sacks. Looked lost. Looked like a rookie. Looked lost. It's the greatest uh, account on Twitter to me for a football fan. It's called um, oh, it's Bra- uh, B, uh, Browns Film Breakdown, so BFB, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. on Twitter. And they break down probably anywhere between 25 to 35 Brown plays per week, which is dope. Yeah. And they was just showing over and over again where Tyrod – it was one play where Baker Mayfield – I'm sorry, y'all. We're going to get way too football technical we got, yeah, right now. We ain't going to do too much. We ain't going to yeah, do too much. Just real But quick. it was one play. You probably remember it was a little pop pass to, to David Njoku. He like – it was a play action, but he didn't even drop back after the play action. He just play action and boom, threw yeah. it right to him. Right. And people was like, you know, well, the, the line wasn't blocking well enough for, for Tyrod. No, 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 no. Tyrod wasn't seeing the field. He wasn't agree, understanding. Like, if someone blitzes you from the left, for non-football people, that means they're trying to run after the quarterback, right? right. If somebody's blitzing me from the left, then I need to throw the ball and replace the blitzer. Mm-hmm. Right. Tyrod, for whatever reason, wasn't doing that. Right. All Baker Mayfield was doing the first five times, first five completions was replacing the blitzer. That's all he was doing. Exactly. Which is simple football. It's simple football play. It's a football. It's a quarterback yeah, it play. So he was just doing real simple things, man. And it made him made them respect him more, and it opened up the running game, man. Yeah, so dude. it was one of the most amazing. Yeah, I, I tried to text you on on Thursday night. You was trying. It was too, uh, it was a lot. It was a lot of traffic. Well, I, it, I didn't even. I wasn't hearing my phone started ringing and stuff or whatever. So I never got back to the text. But I was I was gonna text you like, yo, if if they hold on to win this game, you about to have the most enjoyable walk of your life to your car. This nigga brainstorm texted me. It was like a, it, it, as a matter of fact, a group text. It was like, what did you say? This shit looked like Game Seven. Yeah, it, oh, they, yeah, it they was were crazy, doing, they were they the were doing an overhead shot of the stadium. Yeah, and it, it was, was crazy. The the group of I'm guessing that was pretty much like where that where you get off we the highway for West Third. Yep. you know where the highway is. I mean, and it was just a group of people. It was just no traffic, no nothing. You couldn't yeah. you couldn't get out of any of that. They shut East Ninth. When I, I walked in East Ninth, they mm-hmm. shut East Ninth and West Third down. You couldn't drive down those streets because right. mm-hmm. most of the times over the past five years, nobody stayed to the end of the game. Right. Right. All sixty thousand people stayed to the end of that damn game. Right, right. It was so, crazy, man. Yeah, and to answer your question, Toy, yes, I do think they played better for Absolutely. him. They responded to him, 100%. so and that's why he'll be the starter come next Sunday. Yeah, so. I mean, it is. Yes, they played better for him, but as an athlete, you play better for guys who play well. Right, that's true. You know, it, it just. I just don't think Tyrod Taylor was playing well. Is this yeah. no shot against him? I think he's a great guy. He's a hell of a leader. I think. He laid a foundation for us on how to conduct yourself as a quarterback. He right. laid a foundation for Baker, which is going to be invaluable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As we go right. along, but he was when your quarterback's not playing well as an offensive lineman. You like, man, can we just get off the field? Right. Like, right. yeah. But the kid was playing ball, man. Right. Okay. Shouts out to him, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So outside of that, well, I, I, well, how was your week? Yeah, my that, that was my week. That was the best part of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember nothing else in my week. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, Playboy, how was your week? It was cool, man. Uh, simple, man. I mean, nothing, just regular, man. We uh, 
at the job, we, you know, worked four days instead of the, the five. I had a company function on Friday, which I did not attend. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, I should have went because they had free food and liquor. You know, yeah, that's enough to like, go right there, yeah. You know, Man, you could have went and invited me. I'd have went. Right. I'd have pulled up. <laughs> right. Like, who was you, nigga? Uh, I'm, I'm with James. I'm plus one. Yeah. Nigga ain't here, but uh, each I can come in his place. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> no, nah, it was cool, man. It wasn't a spectacular, man. Because she said it was a, what, a cornhole tournament cornhole. they have it, every They time? do an annual cornhole tournament off the lake hmm. at Whiskey Island. Okay. Every year. Okay. So. They make us work like four, 10-hour shifts Monday through Thursday. At least it turned into a three-day weekend for you. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, at the very least. And then, um, you know, um, so you got to chill. Yeah, I, I, I basically kind of chill. It was kind of hectic. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad everything I had to accomplish this week is over with. Now I can relax. Right. All right. We had a touch of fall come through here yesterday. Yeah. How, how do we feel out there today? I ain't even been out there yet today. It, it's a touch of fall. It's yeah. not. It's fall is here. Yeah, it ain't burning not, up. Yeah, it ain't. It's burning. actually a perfect temperature. It's to a be. perfect temperature. Here it is. It's like yeah. sixty-five. A little bit of sun. Yeah. It's it's a cool. It's a it's a. It's usually an August Cleveland day, but for this is late September. Right, right, right. You know Cleveland, but it's pretty good out. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. How was your week? You know what I mean? We never asked you that shit, shit, man. Yeah, and I noticed too. Like, uh, <laughs> Up until recently, I just started saying, okay, my week was good. But, like, yeah. back in the day, I would always ask how people's week was, and then i just move on. Like, I would never, ever be like, okay, well, my week was fine. But, uh, yeah, the week was cool. You know, I mean, I, nothing crazy, nothing major going on too much. Uh, like, this weekend, I finally got a chance to sit down and chill. Uh, yeah. I feel like because we've been working and DJing so much lately, I think, like, the last three to four weeks, I've been doing something. So, I yesterday felt like the first time i woke up and didn't have to go somewhere and didn't have to go do something at, at some point because even sundays is the podcast you know so it's i mean it, it it yesterday was fun for me to just wake up and know i ain't have to do shit right but sit down on my ass and, and watch tv all day and that's mm-hmm. exactly what i did was i went i did make a run to the grocery store but that's all i did i sat back and chilled and and I watched football all day, and I put some movies on, and that, I mean that was it. It was it, it was cool to finally just relax. Mm-hmm. So the whole week been cool, man. I, I can't complain too much, man. I I did get a I got a, a new vehicle during the week. I'm gonna show y'all this picture when <laughs> yeah. the show is over. Yeah, he talking about nothing big. He's bought a new car and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I do too much slight no. work. That, that, that's how motherfucking pimps roll. <laughs> nigga. You know what I'm saying? Shit, nigga, just new whip. That, that's his new nickname. This nigga Goldie. That's his you know new nickname. Man. That nigga was like, "Hey, it's nothing." You know no, what I'm saying? But, see, I got to show y'all this picture. So yeah, I, I did. I, I got something. But um, so I've been. I was trying to park it on like end of the lot. Mm-hmm. I ain't want to go too far back, but at least at the end of the lot, like the end of a row or something like that, because you know people are disrespectful as fuck with mm-hmm. their doors and stuff. They hell they not, they fucked up my mirror on my last car people just swinging doors open and i'd have people you know bump into my car in parking lots all mm. types of stuff so i'm on i pull up after i come from the grocery store i pull up in the last lot on the, i mean the last spot on the row right i'm gonna show you all the picture don't let me forget too mm. i pulled up there intentionally because i can come over a little bit from the car that's next to me so even if they swing their doors open i got space you ain't gonna hit you ain't gonna hit me and then I pulled up further in the spot because that means even if you pull up too far when you pull in behind me, mm-hmm. if you get close to me, that means you just kind of you're just a fucking asshole mm-hmm. or you can't drive. And so <laughs> I ran I ran out yesterday to go to the gas station at about eight o'clock. When I say a nigga pulled into the spot behind me. With about a half an inch or less to spare. So that means you had to come into my parking space mm. to actually pull up that close. I mean, I took a picture of the, uh, how close they was, and I, <laughs> that nigga and, 
and I was gonna take a picture too. Of, nigga almost hit my shit, nigga. Because I was and, and I was gonna take a picture of the license plate too, because I'm looking like this. Because I'm like, all right, let me move my car. If I see nigga. a scratch on this motherfucker, I might I might have went to jail yesterday because oh. I might have broke a nigga's window. I don't know who it was. <laughs> and it wasn't oh, it wasn't man. even that they it wasn't even that they backed into the spot and they just couldn't. You know, you kind of don't see stuff sometimes. They pulled into the spot like. You know, you, nah, bro. I see Brainstorm is upset, nigga. I see Brainstorm throwing a brick through his window. I see that shit. Then he get in the car and pull off, and the nigga see him like, hey. Then he pull up next to him, Brainstorm is looking straight forward like, nigga, fuck you, nigga. Fuck you. That shit had me, man. If, if I'm, I was just looking like if I pull this car up and he didn't, because it's almost like you was so close that you. It was almost like you was so close that you had to bump me to know that you were that close, and then you decided to move back just a little bit, nigga. I got a uh, one of my people's at my job. He either does two things every day of the week. Mm. Parks in the middle of two parking spaces. Mm-mm. Or he parks in two parking spaces diagonal. Purposely then. Purposely. Just so nobody can pull next Just to Just so him. nobody can pull next to him. It be motherfuckers at the job heated. Bruh, I might have to do it. I might have to do it. Because when I say... Wouldn't nothing have that would have been the worst feeling in the world to just get something new and two days later somebody didn't bump your shit? That is you can break a I I'll bust the windshield out your car violation right there. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> tell, tell me I'm wrong though. Two, da- two days? Bricks, two days? Come on, man. Nah, I'm cool on that. Man. Brainstorm throw a brick through window there and park by the door of the, of the store with Jasmine Sullivan playing. And stare <laughs> you down while you walk out the store. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> what, what you're accusing me? Why? Because the music's playing, your yeah. windows gone. Yeah. Nigga, I don't know who did it, nigga. Yeah. What's going on with the people's in the field? Yeah, you know who the fuck you? is Calvin talking about? Some I'm, you know I ain't gonna get to it. I ain't gonna get to it. I ain't gonna get to it. No, that's that's it. Real quick, but that's but the people that are saying what's up right now. What's up to Jay Sean? Uh, what what's up to Titan? I see he in the feed. Uh, hey. He he went live a couple times from Thursday. I'm surprised he survived Thursday night, you know, with a voice and everything, because he was right. going crazy on his live feed. But go ahead. But no, the dude talking about some he a relief pitcher. Okay, you know what? He just trying to get under Browns fan skin. That's all it is. Because <laughs> in order to come in and perform and go 17 for 23, make one mistake in the red zone. He almost threw a pick in the mm-hmm. end zone. You have to have a supreme understanding of the offense. You have to have command of the huddle. Right. You have to understand what the defense do. You have to be paying attention on the sideline. This is not relief pitching right. where I can come in and throw my 95 miles per hour fastball or my breaking ball and yeah. strike you out. It's a completely different concept. Right. That is, that's asinine to say <laughs> that he's a relief pitcher. Well, that's asinine. Right. It doesn't make any sense. You don't have to have any understanding of what the batters have been doing all game to come in and say, a raw Chapman, throw one-on-one right. over and over. Then hit him with an 82 miles per hour changeup. Right. So when you talk, Baker had to come in. Baker came in. It was another play. I'm sorry. He came in cold too. I he mean, came in a, a cold. A guy got injured, so I'll give him that. We we, we ain't gonna go back. Okay, we ain't gonna go back into it. No, go back into it. You got your point. You go. God no, damn no, it. no. <laughs> we not doing he that. Said, he, he said, as far as his career, like so I, th- he, I think he's saying oh, like his no. career is like. It, so I wonder is he saying that not that, like a that, starter like a but like so a, is like he a, saying that he think um, oh my bad he referring to Tyrod I, I was just about to ask I'm talking sorry. about Tyrod okay okay <laughs> but, then, but then he did say but then he said don't get but then he said don't get too happy they still the Browns right <laughs> that's like you, Kyle, that's man. like when people said don't get some, 
I, the Cavs are the Cavs, but when you got Le- – okay, and I'm not comparing Baker to LeBron. But when you got an elite player, when you got Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez, right. you're not just the Indians anymore. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not the case. And if this kid is legit, then you're not just a brown. We'll, we'll see in time. We'll All see. Right. right. All right. So I already know though. But go ahead. All right. So what's on the agenda today? <laughs> Super Bowl. Super Y'all got y'all got, got this dude started, now, man. Y'all know me. I, I'm I'm gonna be way more calm. Uh, you know, I, I wait. I wait and see for a lot of stuff. We'll see. I'm, I'm more. I'm I'm way higher on the Buckeyes right now. You you can't say nothing to me about the Buckeyes. Anyway. Anyway, all right. So we going one of our things that we are gonna talk about today, uh, and we'll get to that one about those sitcoms. Yeah. We'll close it out on something fun. But one thing we are gonna talk about today a lot is gonna be accountability in, in in different ways. And y'all hang with us for a second while we try to lay this out. Formulate this. Yeah, while we lay this out. Um, accountability comes in a lot of different forms, especially in your relationships. And I'm sorry, very very quickly. Um, April leaving letters on people's cars. I need you to be a little bit more EC than to just leave a letter in somebody's window. Or Wrap whatever. a letter around the brick. <laughs> and say, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I left the letter. That's that's the letter for your ass. But we'll get back to that. Um, that's East Cleveland up on up on uh, Forest Hills. You know you get up Forest Hill, right? Um, but yeah, so accountability when it comes to your dealings with everybody. Um, this is based off of, of a few different things. One, Dev, you sent us a nice mm-hmm. text for uh, a topic this week with it being about a, a actual relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I guess what? Divorce not being an option. Yeah. I, I saw something online where mm-hmm. a young lady was talking about, um, you know, if you get married, divorce is not an option. Mm-hmm. And while in theory, I understand what she was saying, in theory, um, but the fact of it, you know, like the truth of the matter is you have to be held accountable in your relationship. You have to under you have to always understand that separation, divorce, failure is an option. It makes you hold yourself and others accountable for their actions. You know what I mean? Right. Because when you don't have that level of fear, whatever the case may be, you don't conduct yourself the way you should. You know what I'm saying? So Divorce is definitely an option. If you, as a man, don't bring your ass home at night, right? right. She gonna divorce your ass. Mm-hmm. Right. You fuck her first cousin. <laughs> right. You getting divorced? Mean, you know what I'm saying? Like to say divorce is not an option completely leaves somebody else devoid of any level of accountability in a relationship. You know what I mean? I just think in a relationship, everything has to be on the table so you can understand the level into which. You're, you're going into, you're holding somebody else's feelings, emotions, and all that kind of stuff in the palm of your hand. Yeah. And you have to be delicate enough with that to understand that if I don't treat it correctly, this shit can go bad quickly. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I, So I don't mean divorce is, a, is an option in a, in, a, in a negative way, in a way that like, you know what I mean, get your shit together, girl, I'm going to leave you. No, divorce is an option because if we don't conduct ourselves correctly, if we don't appreciate each other, then we're probably not gonna make it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I look at it simple, man. You know, um, you said something key, and that was just the fact that people will act a certain way if they're not held accountable for they, you know, their actions. Mm-hmm. Period. I mean, look, when it comes to marriage or whatever, some things can't be reconciled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's your choice yeah. what you want to do. Some yeah. people put up with shit. Some people. For years, for, I was about to say it for years. For years, yeah, yeah. and be unhappy. Look, I'm mm-hmm. saying personally, for me, mm-hmm. 
you know, yeah. I'm gonna just put it just plain, plain and simple. If I'm unhappy, I'm definitely gonna try to communicate. Like mm-hmm. Titan said, mm-hmm. communication is the key. Mm-hmm. But once I communicate and nothing changes, mm-hmm. it's definitely an option. I'm yeah. not gonna go yeah. 20, 30 years being unhappy not just for the sake exactly. of being saying I'm married or just for the sake of oh uh, we kept. Go- look, you can say all of that. I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna be unhappy for years. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. It's, it's not mm-hmm. a op- now. That's not an option for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I've never understood the whole phrase of divorce is not an option. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> like why? I mean, so basically, if you take that mentality in, um, you're just basically saying to your partner, "You can do whatever the fuck you want to do, and I'm not gonna leave you." Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's no. I think somebody said in the feed, but there's no consequences yeah. for for anything you do. Why would you want to put yourself in a position where where you won't hold someone accountable for their actions? Mm-hmm. Is beyond me, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I get. I know religious people who, I was who, ready to say it. Go ahead, though. who, you know, obviously in the Bible, what is it? The two reasons to, well, the only reason I think they say well, to is fornication. Uh, yeah, adultery. I mean, I'm sorry, adultery. Yeah, yeah that's, and biblically, that's, that's the only reason you should leave your partner. Mm-hmm. I say bullshit. What? I mean, honestly, what if your partner got a drinking <laughs> issue? What if your partner got a drug issue? What if your partner got a gambling issue? Abuse what if, issue. What if your partner got, partner got an abuse issue? Yeah, so I, I don't get the divorce it's not an option thing. To me, I think you're if you take that approach, you're putting yourself into a box that's yeah. very hard to get out of. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of it has to, in my opinion, a lot of times these are um, younger folks, whether it be males or females. Right. But um, in this particular case, it was younger female. Um, it, and sometimes... And, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's almost like when you're looking for a new job or you're looking for a new car, you go into it with this kind of blind um, road with these rose colored glasses on, like everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, no, when I find my man, he going to have this, 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 and this. And we listen, listen, listen. I know you think it's all going to be good, but you're going to show up to work in a couple weeks and you had the same feeling you had at your last job. Like, fuck this job. Mm-hmm. That's when mm-hmm. you really get tested. That's mm-hmm. when the, we really right. get a real read on the kind of metal you have. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When you get to that point where you like, fuck this job, fuck this boss, fuck everything. You know what I mean? Right. Like when you and that dude are at that point or you and that female are at that point where y'all not fucking with each other. It's bad. How can you how can you either combat that and get over that hump or be honest with yourself and be like, this shit ain't working? Right. You know what I mean? Because I think that's when it's really tested because everybody will get to that point. Everybody, no matter what, no matter the relationship, no matter the situation, you're going to get to that point where you say, man, fuck this shit. But then you got to realize if it's working right. or not. Right. Now, can uh, one of y'all read what April said? Yeah, I was getting ready to say that. Because I think uh, she, got, she had the next point yeah, I was thinking about. She hitting. made a great point. Uh, she said she think the statement it's supposed to push couples to work through problems instead of throwing in the towel so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree yeah, with course. that. I absolutely, absolutely agree with that. But th- I mean, you don't want to get married to get divorced. You don't. You, I don't yeah. think that's in your head. No. But the reality is when certain things happen and transpire after that, the, the honeymoon stage and different things happen, you never know what's you, yeah. you never know what's going to occur during your marriage. And it, it always sounds funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this. <laughs> I got to get this out before. I, I always give weirded out when I hear people say not not what April is saying but right. in general divorce not an option so I'm like they can't be married or have been married because if you go through premarital counseling right 
they'll make you have a discussion about that. Like, Absolutely. if this doesn't work, are you ready? Do you think premarital counseling works? I think it helps. It helps take off the rose-colored glasses. I think you got that. You you. So have, let me ask you how you did yours. You know, because I remember, I remember, I remember when I was we in, about two years sessions. ago when I was engaged. You know, I remember her being like, "Oh, well, premarital counseling." I'm looking like, for what? Because it helps you. It helps you get a. To me, it helped me get a perspective on what the fuck I was getting myself into. It's like orientation for your job. They'll just yeah. throw you but out did you to do the it field. Through, like, did you do it through church? Did or it through church. Okay. Yeah. They'll just throw you out in the field. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go see, to work. And then two, and, and piggybacking off of that. I personally feel like some some people most of the time are not prepared to be married anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, you know, some see I equate a lot of stuff in life that people do to trending. Mm-hmm. I know this is gonna sound weird me saying that about marriage. Excuse me, <clears throat> but what I'm trying to say is sick motherfucker. <laughs> <Excuse> me. <laughs> <clears throat> what I'm tr- what I'm trying to say is, I think people have to do a better job of preparing themselves. For that mm-hmm. marriage, you you should not go into marriage with the the mindset of um a divorce mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah, yeah get that's that. part of the reason why me personally, this is gonna sound weird. A lot of people ain't gonna agree with me. A lot of play, I, I see the just of it, but this is why it's such a big discussion as far as um what's the what's the term used for uh prenuptial. Mm-hmm. I feel like personally, see that's the, that's this is the thing. Let me let me slow this down a little bit. You have to determine what a marriage is to you. Is it a business situation mm-hmm. or is it a situation where it's really truly all about love? Because Good point. Sure Good point. We'll go ahead. You got to figure out what glasses you're looking out of. Mm-hmm. Because a person like me at times can look at it like, you know, in a romantic, you know, setting mm-hmm. or stage. Which means I think that some things as far as marriage when preparing for it automatically put you in that uh spectrum of uh setting up for failure. Mm-hmm. I hate prenuptials. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's a, it's a situation yeah, that's saying, is. okay, well, yeah, we already this. No, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm telling you why. It depends on what you got. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, nigga. Yeah. If I got if I got bread, yeah, I, you know, I would do it. But mm-hmm. I'm saying it in a sense as far as I feel like it makes. That's my upstairs. It, it puts uh, closing their door. I think it starts putting a, a, a bad light automatically from the from the beginning on on marriage or yeah. failure. Yeah. I, I, that's what people say. I I personally. Um, when it comes to like a prenup or something like that, not trying right. to stray too far from it, I think it's helpful. Yeah, I do. Now, mm-hmm. for most Protect of you. us that don't have, you know, the resources or whatever that makes a prenuptial like the perfect thing for you or the thing or the right thing to do, um, it seems, I guess, pointless. But yeah. it there's there's something to be said for okay, this is what we're coming in with, and if something happens, we're going out with at least what we came in with, and then the stuff right. that we built together is just going to be split down the middle. There's something to be said for that, mm, in right. my opinion. But well, you know, I ain't so worried about a prenup because you know I ain't got shit. Yeah, so. I mean, you unless you got ninety nine range, you can have you can have one of the laptops. <laughs> I mean, I, we got one of them. You know what I'm saying? Or you can have a laptop I used to to, to watch my ets in what is it, ets in ets with my headphones oh, on. My you know what oh, <laughs> I was doing just fine, brainstorm, for weeks. Anyway, anyway, so from the feed, does premarital counseling work? In your opinion, Dev, you've been through it. Um, I think it it depends on the situation. I mean, ours didn't last as long as it probably, you know, it it only we only went to a couple sessions. Um, but I think it opened our eyes to a lot of stuff, though. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I think anything. What I'm saying is, I think anything helps because there is nothing like going through it. And being actually married, you know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Definitely. Like, you, you, you can. You, it helps 
on the pre side. You go listen to what your uncle got to say, to what mm-hmm. your auntie got to say, mm-hmm. your brother, your parents. Go to pre mail to counseling. Watch some shows on TV. Watch some YouTube video. Do whatever you need to do. Just, it, it is to me. Uh, it is thrown into the pot of shit that can help you. You know what I mean? I don't think it outweighs. So basically, it's. it's- it don't hurt. It don't hurt. It don't hurt. All you got to do is go listen to international players, Andre 3000. <laughs> you he know what I'm saying? All you need to know. All you need to know, nigga. All you so need to I know. So I CC'd every girl that I CC around town. Right, right. Hey. That is the greatest verse of all time. I don't go there. I'm yeah, you you did post that on um, on Facebook. Man, that and verse had, is had a very, else. very <laughs> long Facebook thread going on yeah. off of that. Um, but yeah, you had another one that, that you posted. We're gonna hit that at the close yeah, out the show. You had another yeah. one that you put out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Um, so but um just working off of some of these comments in the feed, like Ryan said, um, well Titan Titan said um uh, um that our si- our society nowadays um is brainwashed to quit when life, you know, relationships get hard, things mm-hmm. like that. Right. So I don't see and I was thinking about how how you were saying that it was a younger person that posted the whole yeah. thing about, you know, whatever. And it's like I'm thinking like she had to have been taught that either by an older person or that's well, I, I, life to, is me, to me to me I don't know where she came from with that because to me older younger people nowadays are built to like like he said they are built to quit not yeah, the whole yeah. thing of you know like, you know divorce is not an option but I you know what that that is true what he in said. my opinion what he what, yeah what he said and, what, and your response to it is true society what society has set up for us or whatever mm-hmm. to, to to quit when relationships get tough and the actual reality and once you start going through the steps of getting towards marriage is two different things right you know what i'm saying like i think rose colored glasses is part of, we, we 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 want our kids to believe santa's fucking real you know what i mean we fucking easter bunny like it, it's the it's the society we live in we live in a rose colored glass style society but as shit gets real, you get that job, you go to college, you get in that relationship, right. you start figuring out the flowers and the cakes and who gonna be here. And who. Once you start going through that shit, you like, okay, it starts getting real. You know what I'm saying? And like society's definition doesn't even make sense anymore. Like society's definition doesn't matter to you anymore as far as what they said is acceptable because you're starting to see what's real. You mm-hmm. understand now. Like, okay, this shit is a different animal. I thought it was a certain way. Now that I'm, me and this person are together in a relationship, pretty much living together, dealing with life together. Like he was saying, is it love or is it business? It's both. Mm-hmm. Y'all taking care of all these bills together, buying cars together, houses together, raising mm-hmm. kids together, Bank loving accounts together, all that all shit, making it counts. It, it is. It's a, it's a combination of all of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and you do have to think about that. Yeah. You, and you, you also have to take that person's feelings into consideration. And if you fuck them over, she will leave you. Yeah. That we have to understand. We got to hold ourselves accountable. If you don't treat the woman correctly, if the woman doesn't treat the man correctly, they have every right and absolutely. they should and they will end the relationship. She and will they leave. Will. You. I will leave. No, it's, and it's not about. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> It's not about the relationship getting hard or tough because that you should fight through that. Hopefully, you got some people in your corner, right. some premarital counselor, whatever the case right. may be, that'll teach you that yo, when shit gets hard, that's part of that's why it's called work. Right, exactly. People, you know what I mean? You it work on your relationship because people ignore the word work, but yeah. it's not about work when you get into the shit that causes divorce. If this motherfucker does not know how to 
manage money. If y'all got bills to pay and this nigga is taking trips to LA, yeah. you gotta deal with, you gotta you gotta you gotta pause for a minute yeah. and say, I, am I gonna be Somebody said that earlier in the feed about doing pre work. I don't know if that was Calvin, I'm trying to scroll up now, but somebody said that that pre work thing. Like mm. you gotta know that shit going in. That's yeah. that accountability part yeah. that I wanna let's get back to the main part of that accountability where all right, where is it on us at some point? Mm. All right, so we could talk about divorce not being an option or being an option, but where was the accountability at in the beginning of all of this shit that we didn't do our research, we didn't do our work, we didn't understand that, yeah, she had bills due, but she mm-hmm. chose to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. for All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, anything like that. So so where's that accountability with us? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to answer your question, but that's because people are not prepared for marriage. That's why I say, like, people, I don't think they, they know the significance or what they really getting into mm-hmm. when it comes to marriage. Yeah. It's certain shit that you just can't do no more. Yeah. It's just like having kids. It's certain shit that you just can't do and no more. Certain people should not be fucking parents. Exactly. You know, and at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I think as far as marriage anyway, man, it's all about two things to me. Well, three things. Romance, keeping that fire and desire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? And all these this are man always got to sing. All exactly. exactly difficult. Keep the fire and desire. Mm-hmm. Romance. Communication, mm-hmm. you got to learn to compromise, baby. Mm-hmm. And, now, they're, and they're all equally difficult. Exactly. They're exactly. all extremely difficult. And that, and I saw something here, why do 50% of the people who get married get, end up getting divorced? Right. Because that is, listen, listen. <laughs> I cannot stress this enough. I, I think that fever breaking right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> Shout out to Tylenol. Took three of them. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, Marriage is by far the most difficult thing you will ever do on this planet. Yeah. Outside of physical exertion, things, having kids, blase, skip, right. surgeries. It is the hardest thing you will ever do. Right. Second would be raising kids. You know what right. I mean? But the marriage, you cannot. Everything else in life, you can just detach from. Right. You can just be like, yeah, I'm going to get another job. You know, I'm going to get another car and shit. I, don't, I can't really move my equipment around this. I'm going to get a new one. Marriage, nigga. Right. You know what I mean? You got to figure out how to make this shit work. And you know what? All of that and what we're discussing brings it back to the fact as far as accountability. Mm-hmm. If you, I was saying this earlier, man. If you don't look at... People get caught up, like we were saying earlier, man. People get caught up in playing a victim in situations. Mm-hmm. Let's okay? transition to that a little A bit. person does not want to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, look, I, look I'm always... Always been one of the ones as far as the show to always put myself in 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 in, in the limelight as far as situations. Mm-hmm. Real quick, I used to be married. I was married for years. Were you? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was married for years. Mm. It's a lot of stuff that took place, and y'all know mm. some of the shit that took mm. place in my marriage mm. and different stuff. You know that things went sour or whatever, whatever. But you know what? After getting older and being getting wiser. With, and looking in that mirror myself, it's a lot of shit that I was mad at her for that she did that I think I was partially to blame for. Mm. Real shit. How long did it take like, you to get to that point? It took me to just now. Mm. You like, surprised me with the conversation earlier. I can't you lie, know, you I did. Mean, I kind of, mm. and this is part of me evolving as a person mm. and recognizing it's a. It feels a whole lot better to tell the truth mm-hmm. about yourself when you look mm-hmm. and look in the mirror Real and be shit. like, you know what. I see why this person feels this way about me because you know what, Playboy, you did this shit. Mm. So you may have fucked up a little bit. It's real shit. Or you know what? This person did that to you or or such and such did this to me in my marriage. But 
I ain't never once brought up the fact of what I did to her while we was married. You ain't even think about it. You so stuck at playing a victim and wanting somebody to feel sorry for you and want, you know, sympathy and different shit like that, that you don't look in that fucking mirror. Mm. And I, at the, excuse me, at the age of going on 38, have finally looked in the mirror because you know what? A lot of baggage that you have in life mm-hmm. is because, and you holding on to, is because you won't be real with your fucking self it's about shit. shit. You mad at niggas for shit they did five, ten years ago, but you ain't even look at yourself like, damn, what the fuck did I do? Possibly. Not saying that every situation is where somebody done something to you that you mm-hmm. did something to them first, but you got to look in the mirror. There's some sort of self-accountability, I think, in any situation in life that involves yourself. <laughs> now, the percentage, the percentages of it, it varies. You know what I'm saying? But I think we could all affect some sort of change in our life. You know what I mean? Things could be a little bit differently if we were right. conducted ourselves a bit differently. That's what you think. Now, I could only be, I only had 2% effectiveness or damn, this was 50-50. Right. Like, I fucked up. You know what I mean? Right. And I contributed a lot to this shit. But we talked about this shit a couple weeks ago. I can't remember what we was talking about. Yeah. But the looking in the mirror, when I joked around, we used to joke around with our coach. He said, look yourself in the mirror. Yeah. And he called us one day, all the offensive linemen trying to look in the mirror at the same time, and he yeah. chewed us out. And he like, y'all making a joke out of it, but y'all need to look yourself in the mirror and, and try to figure out what you can do to help us win. Right. In life, you got to look in the mirror. Dude, and, this, and real talk, this this person, and I'm not trying to make this a, you know about me, but I've definitely, like for real, I'm not the make same, I'm not the same motherfucker I was Six months ago. You came. Hopefully you're not. When I started really for real, for real, looking in the mirror at myself and situations that, you know, I did like this real quick. I sat back and I thought about three things in my life. I said, Playboy, name three different big events in your life when it came to other people, whether it was friendship, relationships, marriage, whatever the case may be. And really sit back. I mean, those things that really bothered me mm-hmm. and I held on for so many years. I said, look in the mirror and you know, only you know the truth. You and God know the truth. Mm-hmm. Look in the mirror and say, damn, what 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 did I do? Mm-hmm. And I thought about some shit and I was just like, damn. Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, you wasn't as innocent as you really thought you was, nigga. Because you know that the main thing is, you know how they say, when you tell a lie, you start believing it. Mm-hmm. I started believing mm-hmm. I hadn't done shit. Wait, listen, let me tell you some real shit. This shit, I was I was watching this thing a couple a couple uh years ago, and it was talking about when the greats, it was more about sports. It was talking about when the greats become great and they kind of use their superpowers. Yeah. Is in the moment when you're able to apply that thought and that concept in the moment. And they yeah. were talking about how the game slows down. But that's where life slows down. Where in the moment, you can be like, okay, I think I just did some shit to fuck some shit up. Right. You know what I'm saying? In the moment, and the game slows down. You know what I'm saying? And you're able to correct the shit in the moment. You know right. what I mean? That's what separates the LeBrons from the J.R. Smith. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the moment, LeBron can dissect what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Immediately. Or before it even happens. Before it even happens. LeBron, exactly. LeBron ain't going to get a rebound and dribble out beyond the three-point line it, thinking because, that the game was tied <laughs> or some bullshit. And that, you know what, too? Not to cut you off, but that's a, that's a testament to the three of us sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, if y'all get a chance, everybody, you know, go to YouTube, check out our uh, Afterthoughts. Our, our, our conversation last week was real personal, real and real a real good conversation. Yeah, Go check it out on YouTube. Yeah. Afterthoughts, but drop my sober thoughts yeah, podcast drop, on, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. Go ahead. But you know, it's a situation real quick, just to touch on it, where I feel like we evolving as friends, as brothers, as w- within each, each other, mm-hmm. because it's I know it's situations like me at times where I can shut down. In the past, I shut down, and I, and I may not see or hear from somebody for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but but the love that we have for one another, Pauls, you know, and everything mm-hmm. that we, you know, as far as brotherhood and, and, and fam or whatever, mm-hmm. it enabled us to be like, no, man, I care about you, my nigga. I yeah, care about shit. our friendship. Let's let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's real nigga shit, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just tie it in with, you know, looking in the mirror, be like, you know what? I may have said some yeah. shit that, or I may have did this, yeah. and I probably was wrong. And that's that's kind of why I asked y'all that leading into the um yeah. the afterthoughts last week. I, I'm tripping because um, April caught you Playboy Van Zant in the feed. <laughs> Because <laughs> you, know, you out here dropping these jewels today, um, but that's kind of why I asked y'all because I it was that mirror thing that that, that you've been bringing up, Playboy, where right. it's I was just thinking to myself like, all right, something's going on in my life right now, accountability wise, and I and I took it upon myself to call people and say or I, and ask them like, all right, what's going on? Right. Um, like I told y'all on the afterthoughts, I I said it because you know I, I'm like I feel like I'm trying to be cool with everybody, and I feel like I'm trying to always, you know. I just want to see the best for people, all these other things, right. whatever. So I feel like I'm trying to be 100 with everybody. But at some point, I'm getting cussed out by people and all this stuff. And right. I'm looking like, okay, accountability-wise, that means either I'm doing something and I'm not seeing it and my friends closest to me are not telling me or they're telling me and I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like that's that accountability part. So I asked y'all and we talked about it, you know, again, on our on our um, afterthoughts, which is on our YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. But I... I'm not afraid of the mirror, though. Mm-hmm. That's right. my thing. I'm I'm not afraid to look at it and say, "Yo, I'm fucking up because I'm doing this or I'm doing that." Right. I I would rather solve a problem. You know, we were talking earlier. I, right. I have that phrase: um, find solutions, not sympathy. Right. I don't need the sympathy. I I don't need to play a victim mm-hmm. and say, "Yo, well, this happened and that happened, and so this is why I should feel." That. I don't need that. I would rather you tell me what the fuck was wrong or what I did wrong, or me find right. out what I did wrong. That fits as a problem to me, right. not the sympathy part. Sympathy wins in 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 on Instagram and in yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Fuck that. Lord. I don't need the sympathy. I'm, for me, real life is I'm I'm living real life. I don't you need the shit. sympathy. And you got to surround yourself with uh, just a testament to you, Deb. You got to surround yourself with people like Deb, man. And what I mean by that is, well, not not only will we all go back twenty years, mm-hmm. but the situation is. When you got a person like Dev that's going to tell you what the fuck it is, how it is, and know what's coming from a good place and not coming from a place or anything else, I'm, nigga, we winning. Like, yeah. I, I feel I'm excited about everything in my life right now because it's like we winning, man, you know, because of just being, you know, just genuine with each other. And if you fuck up, you fuck up, man, and keep it moving. And, it's, and, you and, know? I, and I think that goes to the concept, this, you know, divorce being an option is... When you understand what's at stake, it's all. It almost relieves you of the. When you say divorce is not an option, it almost relieves you of any responsibility. You know what I mean? But right. when you understand what's at stake, you understand you could lose all this shit right. at the drop of a dime. You begin to hand, conduct yourself and handle yourself differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know when to have a conversation on the delicate side, whether it's a friendship or a relationship. You know when to be like, hey, what the fuck? On a, you know, whether it's a relationship right. or a friendship. You right. understand what's at stake. I think, in my opinion, just I know you always like to, to, to put a bow on this one. Yeah. I think when you understand that divorce is an option, you take accountability for your actions. Exactly. So if we having a conversation, exactly, I know I got to be a hundred with Playboy right now. Because I know what's at stake. Right. Because if not, I'm just playing with, my nigga going through some real shit and right. I'm giving him some bullshit. 
Right. You know what I mean? I'm not respecting the situation. You know what I mean? It's like pacifying the situation. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Like, right, yeah. I you know what I mean? I know it's at stake, so right. I got to keep it all the way 100. You right. know what I mean? And we be cool and genuine with each other whenever we having a convo because I know it's at stake. Right. Real talk, man. Mm-hmm. So let me ask y'all real quick, though. And I want to shout out real quick because I, I saw Stacey um, signing earlier and I see Candy just signed in. At least, Absolutely. You no, know, so I don't know if they both still in there or whatever, but just shout out real quick to um, Tea Time with Candy and Stacey. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They podcast been going on for a few weeks now. So shout out to both of them. Um, Dope. Um, but um, so I want to ask y'all real quick with accountability, are there really major differences or whatever when it comes to like all right your personal relationship with wife girlfriend boyfriend husband or whatever and it is with friendship or are at the core it's everything the same i think at the in co- general i think at the core it is and i'm gonna keep it all the way one it's probably gonna i don't know if it's gonna make people mad right i think you get the most you get the most ultimate understanding of what that means in a marriage right then you can branch out that's that's why i look at the bible and shit like that as you know, obviously, it's a biblical. You know, it's a, it's a it's a religious book for for some, but it's a life map for others. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's better served as a life map. map yeah, it, it lay. It, it's done that way because once you learn how to do that shit with all the shit that's at stake in a relation in a relationship, all right. the shit that's at stake within a marriage. Once you kind of figure that out, right? All right, now you can raise some kids. You can be a better friend to your friend. You know what I mean? Like, because that is, to me, that's the core. Once you figure that shit out, then right. you can kind of branch it out to other shit, if you ask me. You know what I mean? Obviously, you can do it any other way. You can do you can figure it out in other ways. But I, once you get to a marriage situation, and the, it's not like the marriage, the marriage doesn't have to work. It's not like this can only happen if me and someone is together for 20 years. The, your marriage can completely fall apart. Right. But you learn lessons that makes you a better friend, a better father, better mother, better person in general. You know what I mean? Because I mean, the pressure, the weight of that shit and all that's at stake, it changes you as a person, man. Right. You're not you can be the same you can have a couple girlfriends, boyfriends, all that kind of shit. Having being married and having kids changes you for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. I agree. Even though I haven't been married before, but I agree. And what you do is going to be some... I can't wait. I'm still available, ladies. I can't wait till you get married, man. Oh, it's going to be ugly. (laughs) It's going to be... What did you say last week? What did you say? I learned that brainstorming has a temper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can I say this? (laughs) Let me just say this real quick. (laughs) I got to talk to the missus when I get home about this. So, all right. Okay. So, I've been sick, right? Yeah. And... You know, you, you know, when you're sick, you like I slept all day, and then I took some medicine last night at like one in the morning, and it knocked me out to like two thirty. So I'm sitting there, and I t- I'm sitting in the basement or whatever. I took my medicine because I gotta like quarantine myself from the rest of the house or whatever right. when I'm sick. Mm-hmm. And so we got those windows in the basement. It's, I can't explain my basement. My basement is almost like a U. Like you come down the stairs. It's like where the play area is, couches and stuff. Then the U goes back into the laundry room and the bathroom. So it's okay. like a U. I can't explain it. So I'm sitting on the couch at like the under part of the U. Mm-hmm. And I hear like somebody, I don't know if it's like fall downstairs or something, but I can tell it was outside of the window next door because the, the it's the driveway right outside of my window and the laundry room is the, the, the driveway to the house next door. And I hear somebody... I hear somebody like falling, like, oh shit. So the window wasn't all the way open. So I quietly opened the window up a little bit. It's one mm-hmm. of the ones you can like fold open and shit. 
I hear the white boy next door who lived there talking about some. This to his dogs. Now, I guess something happened with his dogs. I don't know if he kicked the dog down the stairs. Damn. I don't know if he came home drunk. Be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I said, oh, shit. What the fuck just kind of neighborhood you live in? <laughs> <laughs> South Euclid. I'm like, this nigga is crazy. What the fuck? <laughs> Nigga, I'm crazy. Nigga, nigga, we got to hold hands going outside the apartment when we leave. <laughs> nigga, he always <laughs> we can something. Nigga, Paul was talking me about the Browns and waving to my my daughter and saying hi and shit. Mm-hmm. See, I think he a killer. I think my next now day- you got a kill. Now, now, now you got a serial killer living next door. <laughs> Bruh. All right, I don't know where that came from, but I think my next door neighbor is a killer. <laughs> I just had to tell somebody if I come up dead, it's probably my next door neighbor. Well, that's we crazy. duly noted. Right. Everybody that's in the feed, we know that now. Duly noted. Okay. All right. So, my bad. All right. So, where are we going with this one right now? Um, you want to hit your topic or? Let's, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Hopefully, I ain't missed nothing that we talked about before the show. No, that's cool. Um, well, let's get into some. We'll get into that one. But uh, we was talking a little bit about. We were talking about Bernie Mac. Somebody said something about Bernie Mac. Oh, well, this is still to me a little bit with the accountability because we was talking about that with the whole Cat Williams thing and the mm-hmm. Kevin Hart response, but go ahead. Yeah, but we uh, was talking about, you know, Bernie Mac and uh, Playboy said that's one of, that's his favorite comedian of all time. So I wanted to ask y'all, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to give a top two, three, I got a top two. one, but who would be? No, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. Let me go? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, 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 your top what? Comedians. What? I'm going to probably go to keep the, to keep the, he, he he thinking. Look at it. <laughs> to keep with the theme of the other stuff we're gonna get into later. I guess I'll go three. Okay. Um for, for me, man, is this all all time? I know it's crazy, but two of my favorites is out right now. One, three would probably be Bill Burr. I think he is the funniest white comedian in the history of comedians. He is funny as shit. Ralphie May was funny too though. I know. I it's, it's a I lot. Saw, I saw him in person before. New Ralphie May? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ironically, I was dating a white person when I saw the oh white comedian, oh and, and, and we were sitting at a table very close to you the stage. You ever bring the white girl back to the hood? And he actually made jokes about it at that show. Did you um, bring the white girl back to the hood? Yeah. Oh I, my god. Yeah. And that's another story for another. Shout show. out to one of my friends who I went to school with was in the same class as me. White girl blew down and was sitting on his porch in East Cleveland all the way from Erie. I said, you <laughs> are... you don't give a damn, I don't give a fuck. I said, you are tough as nails. If you don't get your lily white ass <laughs> out of East Cleveland. All right, so Bill Burr, number two for me is Corey Holcomb. And this is my all-time. I think Corey Holcomb, to me, purely for what I enjoy out of comedy, which is like... Raw levels of extreme <laughs> brutal <laughs> honesty. Yeah, not that it's the truth, but it's my truth, <laughs> and I don't give a fuck what anybody got to say. Corey Holcomb is the greatest, you know, is the best to me. I got someone right there with him. Well, go but, ahead. But number one all time for me, this is all time ever. And people always talk about Richard Pryor. People wouldn't be such and such without Richard Pryor. To me, Eddie Murphy is the greatest comedian of all. Fucking time. Gotcha. To me, he is Michael Jordan. <laughs> Richard Pryor. Richard, yeah. Richard Pryor is Dr. J. Kevin Hart is like Kobe. But Ke- Eddie Murphy, between 
His ability, the, the thing that separates me with him, one, I just think Delirious is the best stand-up to me of all. I just love it. The Goonie Google, it, it, it just set a new standard. Like, I'll go back and watch. If you go back and watch, a lot of black, or in general, but a lot of black com- comedians, their stand-ups prior to Eddie Murphy, it was jokes. Red Fox, you know what I mean? Bill Cosby, they had jokes, like literal jokes. Like, I'm walking down the street the other day. No, 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 no. Black man, white man, Chinese man. <laughs> None of that shit. Right. Eddie Murphy brought storyboard com- comedy into. And then the one thing that separates him to me from, like, the Kevin Hart's of the world is he was able to do the Beverly Hills Cop Style movies flawlessly yeah. in his heyday. Kevin Hart has not been able to give me a, he just he's just Kevin Hart in every fucking movie. He's just another version of Kevin Hart right. as opposed to even I agree. I agree with I agree that. Even my favorite movie of all time, Coming to America. Oh, yeah. He wasn't Eddie Murphy. He was a king. You know what I'm saying? And mm, he Right. Maybe it was because he did do a, 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 a accent and shit like that, but he okay. just was able to not only do the stand-up shit, but he was able to so do the movie never shit. You. Yeah. Okay. Flaw. You have ruined okay. my chances with Lisa. I shall never forget you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we go shoot it to Playboy. Though, it's so Kobe. Yeah, yeah. I saw that when <laughs> I, and I saw somebody say- um, Kevin Hart can't be Kobe? I saw somebody say Paul Mooney. I, I, I've i seen him in person myself. I don't know if he's going to be on your list. He won't be on mine. I respect everything that the great Paul Mooney has done. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just not going to be on my list. Um, but I was happy as fuck the one time I got to see Paul Mooney, mm-hmm. you know, in person. But go ahead. Go ahead, Playboy. <laughs> Corey Hogan can't stand Paul Mooney. Um, you, okay. I got to I got to get into his podcast more. Man. Too. I got to get into it more. But go ahead. When it comes. Man. See, this is tough now. Um. Like I said, Bernie Mac. Um, just for you know, I love his delivery. Love the way he just brought everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Chappelle. Mm. Um, I love Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I, I I just if Bill Burr wasn't there, I'd have did Dave Chappelle. But I think yeah, Bill I love Dave Chappelle. Funny. Damn, Dave Chappelle, funny. Um. And you you said something as far as raunchiness and rawness when mm-hmm. it comes to that aspect and just speaking the truth and being mm-hmm. real about shit. I'm gonna have to go with T to the motherfucking K. Oh, T K motherfucking Kirkland. Kirkland. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. My reason being is he be talking real shit about relationships. That's his nigga. That's like, that's Corey that, nigga. So yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's my dude. Mm-hmm. That's 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 my guy. Like T to I, the motherfucking I be, K. Right, I be sitting there just just listening, man, just like damn, this nigga's feelings real. I'm about to go try this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but those would be my my three as far as what I what I like personally. Hmm. All right. Um, well, <laughs> if I'm gonna give a top three, I didn't know we was gonna do top three comedians. I thought we was gonna do something different. We, we still are. Somebody, you know. But um, but all right. For me, my number three. Well, I'm not saying who's better, who's not. This is just my top three favorites, um, and I base mine on the fact of if they came to my town, am I trying to move everything to go see them? Mm-hmm. Like no matter what. Um, so for me, out of my top three, one would be Bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, obviously yeah. he's not here anymore. Obviously. <laughs> Hopefully, you can't, hopefully you'll go see <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, if I if I go see him <laughs> right. now, like, you see Bernie live. I'm having a conversation with you. This motherfucker problem. If, if I go see Bernie live right now, nigga, this podcast is over. Like it's some shit that went way wrong, way left with brainstorm. <laughs> and, I said uh, earlier, I will leave you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
out this motherfucker. <laughs> my so, phone just ch- number changed everything. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Bernie's got to be in my top three. Um, we're going to talk about some of these people's favorites in the feed in a second. Um, for me, number two, my nigga is D-Ray Davis. D-Ray funny. D-Ray funny, yeah. He come to town, I go see him. Right. I, D-Ray is my nigga. D-Ray is the funniest dude I ever saw live. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I, well, aside from, aside from Corey, but he's the, first, he's the funniest other dude. See, I don't think I've seen Corey live. Corey's not going to make me walk out, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Um, but D, <laughs> D- Ray is fucking hilarious yeah, to me. Hilarious. Um, he he's another one of those people that kind of don't give a fuck though. Yeah. He gonna say it how he want to say. It. He don't care. He don't care if you mad. The only thing I didn't like that he put out that that stand up that he did for was it Netflix. Mm-hmm. That shit wasn't him. Yeah, it was. He said shit. that that was the first time he actually wrote something out because he knew it was gonna be a special. That shit wasn't him. He said normally he kind of get on his feed. I mean, not his feed. He usually get on the stage and just kind of just talk. Mm, his, his life. Yeah, or whatever. I didn't like that one, but D-Ray is my motherfucking nigga. And for me, Chris Rock. Yeah. I know people yeah. don't like Chris Rock. No, I love Chris Rock. Chris Rock can talk about everything and make that shit funny. He, yeah. he, it, it could be the most fucked up of a situation. Yep. He can find the comedy yeah. in it and this and that. Chris Rock, to me, yeah. to me, Chris Rock is kind of the goat. Over Eddie. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Because I love, I personally, it's just me. I love his delivery with stuff. Well, that's true. I respect it. Th- on the stand-up side, I can understand. Yeah, I, yeah. I think if you look at it like Madden ratings, all these comedians are all between 99 I see Toya said Chris Rock. Right. Well, I, don't know, I don't know if she said that after me or what, but yeah, Chris but, Rock. But Chris, yeah, Chris Rock is, only reason I picked Eddie is because Eddie not only did it on the stage, and he took did that it in shit the movie. to the silver screen. But see, I'm looking at it just from the comedic stand-up part. But I know you had something. No, no, you no. To, no, no I, I know you, he had said something though that you would want no, to throw in there. No, it was just he had made me think about something as far as Corey Holcomb. I, 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 real quick, I remember he did a uh, special, Shaq special, and the one about uh-huh. the, the one about the, the toilet and the, and the uh, <laughs> nigga. He like way more jokes, way <laughs> fucked up than that. He go one, and I'm like, oh shit, man, you like, guys. But yeah, yeah, you gotta see his new his new uh, I special. Yeah, yeah, I gotta. You had to you had to order it. It came on the jump drive. It is unreal. Man. Yeah, it's called mm-hmm. the Book of Corinthians. He dressed up like a preacher. It's the greatest shit. <laughs> right. I'm gonna actually spend some money one of these times that he come into town. You know, when he whenever he hits the improv yeah. or something like that, I'm actually pay some money to see him in person. Oh, but he man. does piss people off. Yeah. Um, I I see Candy in the group. She has said that um that that Paul Mooney is the goat. Paul Mooney is another one of those people that people will walk out of his show because it's, yeah. and it's so funny. He would stop his show almost and be like, look, 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 because they come to a show thinking it's going to be, well, hell, I don't know what they think when you go to a Paul Mooney yeah. show. Like he wrote for Richard Pryor, which I think you're yeah. about to get. And then people will walk out of his show. I've seen plenty of people, you know, because I, I, I'm, I'm, I do a lot of YouTube, man. I go mm-hmm. back and watch different shit like everybody mm-hmm. else do. Mm-hmm. But I've seen a couple, couple stand-ups with Paul Mooney. Mm-hmm. They did not like what that nigga was saying. Mm-mm. But that's the shit I like. Yeah. When nigga keep it real. I love that shit. You know? Yeah. So I see somebody in the feed. Chris Rock and Eddie, their goats. Mooney is a legend. Mooney is a legend. He is a legend. legend. And that's cool. But you know what? For people in our age, I could be wrong with this one. So if if I'm wrong, y'all kill me. But a lot of us really more so got introduced to Mooney because of the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah. I got I got Am brothers. Am I wrong? I got no, brothers. That, that a, would be accurate. I got so, brothers that are thirteen and fourteen years old. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. I think that's why I fuck with Eddie Murphy more is because they oh, was yeah. watching Raw and Delirious when yeah. I was like five. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But wasn't nobody watching Paul Mooney tapes. Yeah, wasn't nobody watching. Nah, but they still was like, you know, they would have convos. Oh, who the fuck is Paul Mooney? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like when he finally came out with stand ups and shit like that, 
I was hip to Hero for Richard Pryor and right. shit like that. A little shit like that. The homie that that was supposed to be here for the show today, mm-hmm. that was supposed to be here for the show today. I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna say anything because we trying to still set some shit up or whatever. But lost his um debit card and couldn't get up here today. Just texted me and said that he found it. Um, so I'm glad he found it. Bet. You know, so he don't have to go through everything else. Um, and we still having a good show, but we oh, yeah. we did have a guest lined up today, y'all. Just we know we know we talked about it last week, yeah, but Chris um, O'Neill was funny. As yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. you know who else is funny? And I and I, his name is escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he was what's we call his father on Friday. I'm uh, not Friday on um house party. His I can't think of his name right now. The what black guy. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, uh, the father. Oh. The father from house party. Oh, his name is just escaping. Right. He was no, it's not. It's no, not his, his name is uh. It's 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 God Robin, damn it. Um, Robin Lewis. Robin, Robin Harris. Robin, Robin, Robin Harris. Yeah, Robin Harris. He was that mother. Watch. Go to YouTube if you can find whatever you can find online. His shit is hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah. To me, so, no, funny we miss some people a lot of times because of the fact that it wasn't a YouTube day mm-hmm. back, you know, or, or or phase back then, so we couldn't yeah. just pull stuff up back then, and, you know, yeah. and and watch a lot of stuff. You know, back then you had to like the actor almost yeah, more so, yeah. you know, and then follow their, you know, their stand up. But I'm, I'm really big. I'm really big in the comedy and, yeah. and battle rap and shit like that right. <laughs> on, right. on YouTube. But, you know, comedy, battle rap. And then perfect segue. I'm also big into. Listen, I'm a big dude from East Cleveland. Right. I'm a large male. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a large male from the eastern side of Cleveland. You know what I mean? You probably wouldn't think this of me, but my favorite genre, no matter what. I'm about to kill you with, with, with ro- that, lo- that whole little side thing you did. Is, go ahead. It's romantic comedies, man. Oh, but that's leading right. to it. That's leading to it. Go ahead. Yes. Because cause you made you made a post. Yeah, I made a you post. You made a post about a week ago, I right? I made a post about a week ago about I was sitting around watching um the Jamie Foxx show. And I, it, it popped into my head like, this is about yo, to be this so is, debatable. I'm like, yo, this is my favorite couple of all times. So let me break TV this. couple. TV. So so I got into. The, I made this post about who are who would be your top three TV sitcom if you want to get into drama, dramedy, whatever. Yeah. All right, but sitcom couples of all time, right? Yeah. So let me break this down. I'm not gonna read it word for word. But I'm gonna break this down. This is my top three. I put this post on Facebook a couple weeks ago, is. and people kind of ran. This thread was going for a little bit, and this one ain't debatable. All right, on who my top? Okay, go all ahead, go right. Ahead. So let's. Not I don't think mine people. is debatable either. <laughs> so number three on my list mm-hmm. is Martin and Gina from mm-hmm. Martin. Now, it was hard. We're gonna have to debate. Okay, <laughs> it was hard for me. It was hard for me. It was hard to give them the number three spot. Right. Right. Um, but I gave him the number three spot because solely based on the Pam Martin interaction, I feel like it was something going on behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely. Like it was something going on between Martin and Pam. That they never put on the screen. Like it, during the show, he filmed a movie called The Thin Line Between Love and Hate. I mm-hmm. think it was a. It was an underlying conspiracy to just let us know that it was a thin line between him and Pam's love and hate on the show. That sometimes they would dip off and fuck, probably like the WZUP studios or something like that. <laughs> but, but, but what puts it at number three for me is remember the proposal, it was the two proposal episodes which catapult this up to the number three. Like it got, it was the one where he proposed to her in the empty apartment before she moved. 
And he was like, Gina, I'll marry like, you. Damn. Damn. Nigga, that was the girl. Are you happy now? <laughs> and she walked out on his ass. And nigga, I'm you not. You don't know how long I've been waiting to hear that. All my life. <laughs> but nigga, I'm not going to lie. I don't give a fuck what nobody got to say. If they got a problem with me, they can square up. I still drop a, a half a tear during that Martin proposal episode in the park. In the park oh you? shit! Yeah, that is the dopest shit okay. ever, man. Keep them closed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and they had classics, a, man. They had a comedic element to them. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, that's why I pick. I go through sitcoms because sitcoms tend to. Right. Bring out that comedic side of it. It theirs wasn't as pure as the other ones, but they did have interactions. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when they would team up on Pam and and uh, Tommy when they was in a relationship mm-hmm. like that. All mm-hmm. right, like so, I, I, I real quick, oh, just to because we ahead. probably gonna be on go this ahead. for a little go bit ahead. Long, ahead. longer ahead. than we thought. But because uh, I remember the scene when uh, they was arguing about they was. Whatever they they was like cracking on each other, Mark, Martin and, 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 and Gina and Pam and Tommy, and then at the end of that, it's like, yo, so we still gonna play cards tomorrow? We going to Nessie? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. It's the greatest shit ever, man. Yeah. So number two, I don't know how many of my Afro American friends. I know where you going. Jerry had already been in there. Like, yeah, I saw that post. I love when you said that. <laughs> Jim and Pam from the Office, which I've, I've I've gotten to a little bit more, but go ahead. Are probably the great. The, they are, as far as purity and what relationships mean, they're probably the best pure couple in sitcom history. Like, you got to watch them. You got to watch the interaction for them. They set it up over multiple seasons. That was the cool thing about the two, number two and number one on my list is the couples didn't come into the sitcom as a couple. Right. Like they built up the, the 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 suspense over time, and the cool thing about The Office is if you ever watched The Office, it's a documentary style show, so you were able as a viewer, man, those writers were fucking brilliant. You as a as a viewer were able to see shit that the other characters on the show didn't even know was happening. You understand what I'm saying? So like, you would see okay, Jim and Pam dip off. But the other people on the show didn't know, and the writers would write it that way. So you felt as a viewer like I know something that y'all that don't everybody know. else don't know. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And you saw they shit build over time, and just like I don't know, man. Like the, the everything about she was in a relationship, but she, you knew she fucked with the nigga. He fucked with her heavy. It was just a dope interaction, man. If you ever watched The Office, Jim and Pam, it's the reason why like they go down in history. Yeah. All right, and my number one of all time. <laughs> I know it's going. It's controversial, probably. Go ahead. It is Jamie and Fancy from the Jamie Foxx show. I didn't like it. I know you probably I didn't, like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Didn't like it. Let me tell you what. <laughs> One, they built it up over time. It is the most. It, this, this is why I fuck with it the most. It is the most classic. You know, she. I'm country. She a bit rock and roll kind of thing until. You realize, like, once they really become, a, a start talking, like, oh, okay, she ain't got her shit together as much as you thought she did. You know what I mean? And this nigga ain't as much as a goof as you thought he was. You know what I'm saying? And, like, they match more than you initially thought they would have matched. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, they were able to build that one over over a couple of years. They didn't come into the sitcom as a relationship already, too. So, but, um. That's show three. 
Yeah, and the the, com- the comedic factor between Jamie and Fancy, obviously. That was good, too. Yeah. Jamie was one of the funniest people ever on TV, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But that's my top three, man. You got a list? Fight me. Um, I I do. Okay. I, I'd say a couple. I mean, I was, they, I was just about to say it. That is one of one of my lists. Dwayne I'm, and Whitney. Dwayne and Whitney. I think I think it was baby. Please, <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> they, they was pushing that nigga back from that altar. Bruh. Have you know, that's a scene. You know, hold up, hold up. Y'all, y'all know what's underrated about that scene that that because I'll pull it up on the fire stick every so often. Probably, probably like once every couple months I watch that episode. But you know what's 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 so dope about that scene that people don't even realize is I'm that a, are you gonna say what I'm gonna say? That, his motherfucking nigga rung was right, right there, there. motherfucking. <laughs> like, get off my motherfucking nigga. Back off Dude, my nigga. It was the realest shit in that whole scene to me was the nigga being real with Byron. He was like, Byron, I love her. Yeah. Like, nigga, you Move, felt nigga. that shit. Move. He was yeah. like, I, nigga, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean. Byron, nigga, I love on, that woman. In nigga terms, he meant to say, my nigga, like, I feel you. I know you upset. But I don't give a fuck right now, nigga, bro. I love her, nigga. Like, that's just what it is. You know, so I say, you know, Whitley and Dwayne. Okay. I mean, I just tell you my goat anyway. I'm going to always have... Martin and Jen is going to always be my top relationship, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I can relate to it. In mm-hmm. certain certain terms okay. of stuff I've went through. Okay. Being, okay. you know... be You know, think about the situation where... So you went you went to the... What you call it? You went to the... I went to Najee Rama. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when they went... Man, you... you Listen, can I just say something? <laughs> yeah. That looked... Through the window, that episode, you're right. That it's Nigga. hard. That's why it's so hard for me to put them three. But you gotta right. see Jim and Pam, and I love Jamie. I gotta, and I gotta so check much. that out. I gotta check that out. The, the Jamie played Netflix, that yeah. role when she looked through that window and like talking to Martin, like oh, fuck no, all about this Martin, bullshit, nigga. I, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I felt, dude, Man. leading up to that, like I mean, be real, like situations like as far as losing your job and and, and, and being down and out, a nigga going through a struggle and, and, and nothing working for him. And you can't, you know, you ain't got a pot to piss in or a window Man. to throw it out of. When that, the part that got me that I shed a tear with. Uh-huh. Did I say that on camera? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. No, the part when he was sitting there at the end mm-hmm. and he had his book bag on mm-hmm. and he was like, I got to get away for a while. You know, I don't know where we going to end up, but we still going to get married, this, this, and that. And he reached for his page and was like, my number is 1-800-555-GOOD-GOOD! <laughs> <laughs> You know what my favorite part about that whole exchange? Yeah. When he was like, <laughs> he was like Cole was like, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> he like, no, he, Cole walked in like, Gene, you got any Fruit Loops or anything? You know? He's like, oh yeah, Martin, we brought this over last night. But um, the uh, part where they start, see, I, I listen to the details. I know everything about shit. that fucking show. That's real shit. The details, if you followed the whole credits to the end of the show, Donnie Hathaway came on and it showed him it walking showed away it. slowly. He, he did a little so chest pump and the peace mm-hmm. sign and walked off. That's me all day That's long. Real shit. I've been in situations like that. Like, I felt that shit. You want to you know? know what makes you... This is 1A, 1B, and 1C. I, it can't even be a 3, 2, 1 for me. Martin and Gina is my 1C because the greatest... What, probably one of the greatest... They had a bunch of snippets of shit that was the greatest. Nobody can ever surpass it. Right. When she brought the nigga to his lunch, when he had got back the next episode, and the nigga was working at the at the at the the job agency, and she was like, "You got, I got my oh, first shit. check." 
He's like, I got my first check. And she was like, what is it? Nigga opened it and it was $77. Right. Yeah. And he was yeah, like, yeah. shit, they don't let nobody give me for my 77. <laughs> but you could tell he wasn't, it was like, damn, I fucked up. But I got to make a joke out of this shit to make my, man, it was just, that was dope as fuck. Stop man. the press. No, that Hold whole, on. No, no, uh, even, 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 go ahead, go, go, go. Stop go, the go, fucking press. I go, got go. to cut you off, brainstorm. I am about to say something that is just as passionate as Devin is with the Browns. Uh-huh. Deidre. On, you said something? I'm gonna lose my black card. Martin was not a good show. Oh. I am about to lose it. Uh, she got an my to feed. friend. You were my friend. Got I depended it. on you. Got it. Got it. Got it. Exit. Wow. I depended on you. Yeah, I, I I can't agree with that one, Deidre. I'm sorry. That's but you know what? I go back and I watch Martin. I love and it. you. And you're a big fan of ours. Martin was big <laughs> on stereotypes. Oh, it yeah. was oh, yeah. in 2018. It would never exist. It right. would never exist. It's a lot of stuff that wouldn't exist. Yeah, though. but it was one of the greatest shows of all time. Every oh. every one of his every one of his characters yeah. was a stereotype. Everything. Oh yeah, my number three, real quick. Damn. So you said you said Martin and Gina. I said, uh, Dwayne and Whitley. Yeah, yeah. Martin, Martin and Gina. Gina. It's so crazy because Candy said in the, in, the, in, the, in the feed Rachel and uh, Ross from uh, Friends. <laughs> I never watched Friends, but um, they was a dope couple. They broke up, got back together, a lot of stuff or whatever. He cheated. It was and, a break. Oh, that was the other thing with Jamie and Fancy too. They got together, broke up, got back together. That was another part of it. You know what I mean? They wedding scene man on that show because that was the oh, yeah. final show yeah, right when they got married yeah 100. yeah that that was the final show so that that honestly was dope with him singing to her yeah, and all that yeah, shit yeah. the cop sitting there crying as yeah. he bring up the <laughs> ring and shit that was hilarious but go ahead my damn a third one i gotta think of something shit i don't know man as far as a third one damn um I don't want to waste too much time thinking no, about it, no, it's, but you, you can go ahead and give yours. I have to think. I'll come back well, with my third two one. Two of mine is the same as yours, no matter right. what. Dwayne and Whitley, I I, I know we haven't mentioned a lot of uh, Jerry's comments today, but she said there was something about them that she couldn't get into. Um, she said it felt kind of toxic. Um, I felt, to me, it felt kind of real. Like, if you look at their relationship over the whole show, like, remember the episode early in the show? I, it, was either season, it was probably season two when... Remember he because remember Dwayne wanted Denise, so it had to be season two. Uh-huh. Right. And remember he went to go see her and Whitley went with him, and then yeah. they got stranded on the way back. It was the snowstorm, and they they was about to kiss right, and then the and then the uh, plow the, the 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 truck pulled up because they had you know they had broke down on the side of the road or whatever. So yeah. I, to me, I thought it was like a good story to me leading up into everything, especially how they. Get, the first when they tried to get married, it didn't happen, and then when she was about to get married, you know all that happened. Then one of the dopest episodes they did that people don't talk about sometimes is the fact of um, the episode about their um, their honeymoon because mm-hmm. they was in L.A. for the Rodney King riots. Oh, oh, for the riots. Yeah. 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 So I thought hey, that Cadillac. was yeah. yeah. I remember that shit. Yeah. So so that to me that was cool. So that's that's on my they're on my list. Mm-hmm. Martin and Gina are on my list just because that's us growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean we that was us mid to late 90s watching martin and they were a bomb ass couple um and and just the comedic element of those two for me is what put them on that list because there was always something funny they 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 would they would crack on each other they would crack on other people you know so you got something uh, or um you know who i was thinking about real uh quick (laughs) somebody said something to feed or no okay but you just made me think about something when you said uh. cracking on people. Those would make good relationships to me when you can go ask somebody. It ain't as significant as the other ones, but remember, um, um, I just lost the, the damn Got that, that fast. What's her name? Um, from Living Single. 
uh, oh, Kyle uh, and uh, oh, Cal, uh, Cal and Cal and Max. That was that was a, a short lived one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Okay. What about Q and Moe? <laughs> 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 All right, Moesha. All right, so so my, my so my last one of my three again. It's no order. Let my last one of my three. I'm gonna say Cliff and Claire. Oh, the Huxtables. I was gonna say the Huxtables. I'm gonna say Cliff and Claire because Cliff and Claire because it was a successful black marriage. How about your favorite ice cream is vanilla? (laughs) (laughs) Cliff and Claire. I really love the Ford Taurus. It's a hell of a car. (laughs) Here we go, Candy. You know what? There we go, Candy. That's my favorite one, Candy. I'm with you, dog. That's a good one. Though. I even think about Candy I, got my third dog. I even think about Homer that. and Marge Simpson. <laughs> they was trill, nigga. I, I give y'all that, but, but ahead, look, look, look. Only reason I said that was because again, that was that was the successful family, yeah, the successful yeah. black family, um, and 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 the shit was working. Everybody was there. You know, I, I would have almost said Uncle Phil and Viv, but. They, they it was kept, too many. Them. He had, yeah, he had but, they, but but they took the first Viv off the <laughs> yeah, show, yeah. and then my honorable mention is James of Florida. Mm. You know what? Absolutely, honorable mention James of Florida. Temporary layoffs. Mm. Good times. <laughs> Easy credit ripoffs. Good times. Scratching and surviving. Good times. Hanging in the china. Good times. Yeah. I don't know. Y'all got anything else that, that we no. could have mentioned? Uh, honorable mention real quick before we try to wrap this up? I'm trying to think of an honorable mention, man. I don't know. Those just those just shine so bright for me, man. It's hard. It's really hard for me to compare anybody to Jim and Pam. But then Martin and Gina is like entrenched in my soul. And then I'm such a big Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx show fan. <laughs> okay, let's do this before we get out of here. Let's mm-hmm. let's 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 look at some of these responses. Um, Titan said, "Honorable mention, Rock and Eleanor." Oh my God, <laughs> Rock and Eleanor from uh, Rock. Uh, that was for Rock. Rock, yeah, for Rock, Rock. yeah. Trying to do the Rock kick. <laughs> rock kick for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they was cool though. They was cool. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Any, anybody else in there that, that we missed? Um, 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 um. um Oh, I see people talking about the favorite Martin episode. We 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 are probably we're probably we we'll probably go 20, 30 more minutes if we talked about our favorite Martin episode. Man, my it's it's not even debate. The favorite favorite Martin episode can't be debatable. Favorite Martin episode? Is it a, the favorite Martin let's episode about, has to be let's talk about without it. a doubt let's talk the about New it. Jack City Brum Man took the CD episode. How can anything be Brum Man came back down through the thing with the with the I got your CD player. After all that shit. It started with him stealing the sandwich. He came out, beginning of the show. He come out the thing, bro man is in his kitchen, like you ain't never here on Tuesday. Like, <laughs> no, and, and, and the other thing is like, you know, when he, with the CD, it's like, I thought you had, is that the one I thought you had got the note? I thought you like, got the I left it under the counter in the bathroom. He's like, why would you leave it? It's like, either, Mark, like, no, hold on, Mark's like, that is the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. And he's like, well, as I used all the toilet <laughs> tissue. <laughs> That's the greatest. To me, that's the funniest episode of all time. I don't man. know. I don't know. Because, um, I, uh, all right. It's another one that's the funniest. Of course. Everybody go ahead and favorite because you can say that's the funniest. All right. Um, what about when they thought they thought. Tommy was a stripper, and they had to go break in Pam apartment. You know, and they stole yeah. the tires Use off your her cat car. Eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she came in and turned yeah. the light. To me, that's funny because that's me and the missus. That's me and my. She would be turning the lights on and shit in the house. We trying to rob a house. Turn the lights off. 
Yeah. I think mine's, and, and I agree with one with the feed, Toy and them. We got another question from Deidre, too. But yeah. But uh, I, I think my all-time favorite one is probably between um, between Jodeci episode with uh, when, when he had to go out to Cali. Hill show. He had to go out to Cali. And the one with the, uh, when they, when, when uh, Pam and Gina and Tommy and Martin went to the island, Chilligan's Island. Chilligan's yeah, Island. That was, you know what, live in person. Yeah. Like when that show came on for the first time ever, it might have been the most I've ever laughed at a TV show. Chilligan's Island. When yeah. that fucking thing kept coming out on TV, nigga, I <laughs> was about choking to death, man. When that little animal kept coming D- up, DJ just going in on me right now, man. Really? She's like my favorite episode of Martin when it went off the air for good. <laughs> oh wow, 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 wow. Oh shit! Come on, D- what's up, man? Delete it. Delete it. She said, don't block me, James. Oh, that's funny <laughs> as ever, man. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, y'all pretty much named on me. Like, to me, the, I, I think the two part of them going to L.A. when he yeah. lost the job and yeah. all that stuff. Um, you know, everything was funny in that episode. Pam chasing, trying to find Denzel. Yeah. Uh, Martin sitting. I mean, even the, the beginning part. It, even the beginning part when Varnell was in studio with him before they left, and and he talking. You know, you know, here, fish are delicious. There you go. And funny died laid to the and, side. And you know what? That's funny too. And, and this is why pretty, probably these are the two funniest episodes. Um, that that two part with them being in L.A. or that because. Because even in that scene with with um with Tommy Davidson, he is laughing or yeah, trying yeah, so yeah, hard yeah, to hold yeah, in that yeah, laugh yeah. as he's doing it. And then the show, like you said, what what bruh man stole the CD player, yeah, the whole New Jack City thing around the table. Was- Tommy's ass was dying, trying to not laugh on that <laughs> whole goddamn scene. And Kid around that stuff, puppy man, that shit was so it funny. It is man. hilarious trying to watch Tommy not laugh on that one or right. whatever. He's sitting there like this. Like, yeah, the whole time. Yeah, it, it's hilarious only, trying to see him not laugh at that whole thing. The only thing that's funnier for me, if you ask me, the one that, that, that the, the only reason why, I, I love all the Martin episodes. Right. The reason why the, the Joe to see Varnell Hill one is not as funny, mm-hmm. not as funny, is because I think the Jamie Foxx episode with Buster Rhymes and Jodeci when he got on tour and then got kicked oh, off yeah. tour. Yeah. He, he, Jodeci wanted to do a song with Buster Rhymes and the nigga came just as Buster Rhymes like, woo-ha, I got you all in check, nigga. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But you know a good funny, a funny Jamie Foxx one? Was when the West Side Connection man. took over the goddamn hotel. Oh my god, that 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 oh. one's hilarious anyway, to you too, man. Yeah, man, Martin is man. I can't deal with DJ right now. That's yeah. one of the shows of all time. <laughs> right. That was hilarious. That, that was very that. clever. I heard it say that. My favorite one is when it went off the air. Oh, my feelings man. is hurt. But the last we can all say the last ep- the last season of Martin was pretty terrible because that was when him and Gina was going well. Yeah, him that and was, Tisha were going through the, the stuff, yeah. and they they couldn't be in the same room. Yeah, because, and, and, all and that, that stuff. was and that was actually that was actually uh, law wide. You know, yeah. as far as the law, they, yeah. you know, they had, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, they actually set it up to where they they couldn't be they couldn't film together. And I heard it's because Martin went off, and he was correct because she did that shitty ass movie. You ever oh, what the fuck was the name of that movie she did? Well, no, I I, I thought it was because they she said it was not like a sexual thing but but it was it was something or whatever but i don't know yeah. but so you saying it was a movie yeah she did a movie in the middle of filming the show or some shit like that that's what i heard okay well but whatever All i right, think y'all. she tried to say it was he was trying to fuck her yeah basically it's what i and heard, he was but, saying that she was did a movie in the middle of a damn yeah but all right y'all we're gonna get out of here this, this week 
Thank y'all for um, rocking with us and keeping our feed lit up. Sorry if we Definitely. couldn't get to everything, but thank y'all once again for keeping it lit up. Absolutely. Let's do a PSA real quick before we leave. Might as well, yeah. PSA real quick. Okay, I don't. I trust a lot of people in life. I'm not gonna trust you. Mm-hmm. If I was driving down the street the other day, it was raining. It just got finished raining. Yeah. I saw a man walk through a nice size puddle. Right. Had I to, saw you posted <laughs> like that. It had to be about half the size of this table. Damn. He didn't flinch. It had to be about three, four, six inches deep and about two and a half to three feet that's, wide. That's like up to his calves. No, no, no. It was about that much. It was about, it was enough to cover up the sole. It was about shoestring deep. Like if you put your foot in there, the, the water would go to your shoestring. Okay, right. okay. The man didn't buzz, just walk straight through the puddle. I don't trust him. It's called hallucinogen. Yeah, because if you can walk like that with <laughs> your feet being I wet and you don't care, I don't trust you. Don't trust was he him, on his way to work? I mean, no, he, have on he had on headphones and a book bag. He was just, I don't know. I just i just don't think he gave a fuck about life. Right, yeah. Like but I just want to say that if you don't care about okay. your feet being wet, then I don't trust okay. you. I, I, I can agree with you because of the fact that if you got wet, feet like if you walk through a puddle or you get caught in a rainstorm or whatever and like and you walking and your feet doing a squishy thing oh, because your shoes and socks to. are wet that is one of the worst feelings in the world just like just like getting caught in the rain and all of a sudden you're wet yeah. and you're not at home and you can't change is one of the worst feelings in the world i feel you with yeah. that one. it would at least fuck you up for a second you hit that puddle like damn like oh fuck. shit damn the nigga didn't budge he was like squish 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 kept walking <laughs> i was mesmerized at the light i'm at the light nigga got something I on his like, mind did you, did you reach, up, reach over and make sure your doors is locked yeah, like, obviously something I'm ain't like, right with click. him click <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's crazy like my brother used to say my brother told me, he was like, listen, we was at the park. We was at Geauga Lake. Shout out to Geauga Lake back in the day. Way, way back in the day. There was a dude walking around in pro wings. And he was like, listen, don't ever fight a nigga in pro wings. Because clearly he don't care about <laughs> life. <laughs> okay? You're not fighting a fair fight. If you fight a nigga who don't care about having wet feet, you're probably going to lose, man. Um, April, uh, this is this just confused me. She just came out the blue and said she hate the word. Heard the word. What you supposed to call him, nigga? She said random. What, sorry. what we supposed to call him? Before we April, you, 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 uh, yeah, you, oh, we go, that got me confused. What we April? What uh, are we supposed to call them? Walking figures, stepping figures. I don't know what the fuck we supposed to call feet. What bottom thing? hands? Uh, I mean, put bottom hands. <laughs> Primitive. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just something about it that kind of rubs her the wrong way. I don't know, man. It's like it's like some people don't like to see feet and stuff like that. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not. I'm not sure. We got to. We got to give it a second because right, you know right, it'd right. be a little bit behind. But maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure. But right. oh man, I don't know, man. Foots. Justin said, "Call him foots. <laughs> foots, <laughs> not feets. feet. Feet are foots. are absolutely um, ne- necessary to me. Right. I." I am. You ever watch Boomerang? I am Boomerang. Oh, tomorrow you gotta have nice feet. I will. You pull the cover up before. Listen, I said I want to be with her for a long time. Blase skip, but I had to. Did you have to do that to the missus? I said yes. Uh huh. She was in the feed earlier. I know she was. (laughs) Oh, she in there now. She know. Right. You cannot have terrible. You cannot have ugly feet. I don't care about ninety. I don't really care about too much. But you can't take them shoes and socks off. Oh, Nadija said she hate the word moist. Like, what oh. is this with words, yo, yo? Fortunately for me, I love 
the word. I don't like the word. I don't like moist feet. Now that, now that throws me off. <laughs> that throws me off. That throws me completely off. That means they stink. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. That's going to be a whole other topic for oh, a whole yeah, other no week, man. man. All right, man. We we going to be pushing up on an hour and a half real yeah. soon. So. Right. Oh God! I, yeah, hey, y'all keep our feed popping. So <laughs> yeah. we love y'all for tuning in with us because y'all right. keep our feed popping. But we about to go ahead and try to wrap this joint on up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yo, don't for, don't forget to um, share the feed, especially if you don't mind getting fired from your job. Right. You know, or if you you know if you want to collect unemployment, share the feed. Right. Um. You know, we'll help you get fired. I will contribute. Yes, Playboy. At the end of the day, it's Playboy the DJ man. Playboy D A D J. You can find me. On I hate that he looked up on Instagram Playboy underscore James three, mm-hmm. um, Facebook under my government. If you know me, then you know me. And on Twitter, Playboy underscore D A underscore D J. That's right. And uh, feet, 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 moist, feet, moist, moist, moist. And DJ, we are not friends no more. Moist. Screw this. No, she but said, that's it, man. She said what your feet look no, like. But I appreciate everybody, man. I, I really do. I, y'all, like like uh, Brainstorm said, man, keeping the feet popping and everything. Just, you know, aside from what we do, man, we absolutely love y'all, man. So appreciate all the support y'all been giving us, especially as of late, man. Love you. Yep. Dev? Man, it's Big Dev. My feet look actually pretty <laughs> decent for a male who plays football. Right. And, and put my, I, I, you know, I think it's one of the reasons why I can hold standards. But anyway, um, it's big Dev, man. Like I always say, I'm trying to spread love in a world full of hate. And for real, if anybody told you recently, man, I love you. For real. People don't Absolutely. say it enough, man. And if you don't love me back, it's cool. Same as my mama do. But, Absolutely. Uh, it is the real Big Dev 216 everywhere. 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 All right, y'all. We will be getting out of here. <laughs> so are we do I, I know you got temperature, so we may are we doing the afterthoughts? <sighs> I, I think this might have took a lot out of me. Yeah, yeah. all right. So no, <laughs> so no afterthoughts this week. But definitely go back and look at our afterthoughts from last week. Yeah. Um, our numbers were down on that one. So go ahead and look back on that one. Drunk Mind Sober Thoughts Podcast on YouTube. Um, check out the afterthoughts for last week. Yeah. Um, so once again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, I love you saying brainstorm. Wifey popping Thank you. The- Wifey came for Thank you. Right. you know what I'm saying? Thank Wifey you. got your back. Thank you. you know what I'm saying? You're nice. Yo, check out the Afterthoughts from last week. Drop my Summer Thoughts podcast on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> nigga. Thank y'all for tuning in. Remember, y'all can email us anytime. DMST16 at yahoo.com with any questions, any topics, anything that y'all want us to discuss on the show. Right. Um, follow us on our personal um, pages. Obviously, we always announce them. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, DMST Boys, and that is B-O-Y-Z. Um, if you are listening to this, and you're not watching this right now, if you're listening throughout the week, I don't know why you're not watching us live right. on Facebook. So remember, if you are on Facebook, follow us, Drunk Minds Over Thoughts Podcast, and catch this live feed every single Sunday. What happened? Said Martin is trash. Oh, she keep, gone. She keep fucking with me. She gone. She gone. <laughs> She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. So we'll be back next Sunday, y'all. We'll either be, we'll either be early. We might as well just do it. We might just do it as soon as the, the, the bus. We might as well watch it over here then. No, we just do it. We'll figure it out. We either gonna do it early, like about two o'clock, or we're gonna have to do it at about eight o'clock. We don't know yet. We'll let y'all know. We'll see. So anyway, thank y'all for tuning in this week, man. Um, I am DJ Brainstorm on 
On social media. I always fuck this shit up. On social right, media. I, I, I ain't the one fucking up, nigga. <laughs> shit. On social media, I'm DJ Brainstorm for you. That is DJ Brainstorm number four to let you. <laughs> and, them and them got feats. Go ahead. Them feats. feats. That's it. Just them feats. 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 Feats.